0: 2561729 and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show it's after buzz TV scandal after show
1: so happy right now
0: it feels so good to be
1: back in the studio with my gladiators for scandal the scandal after show guys we miss you so much this is uh, season two, episode 10, One for the Dog. I'm your host, Emil Inish Jr. And as always, I'm joined here with the other gladiators who I love very much, starting with
2: Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Cornelia. Hey,
3: everyone, I'm Sophia Stanley.
1: And I'm Van Erickson. And we are going to start with Scandal Pace. Um, do we have a caller, Marissa?
2: Actually, we do.
1: All right.
2: With... After Buzz TV, hello.
1: Hello. Hi, who are we speaking with? Uh,
2: I'm sorry,
1: who are we speaking with?
4: Oh, my name is Bianca.
1: (laughs) Oh, hi, Bianca. Thanks for calling. We have one question for you tonight that we want to know. Um, So we saw in this episode that it looks like Hollis was behind the assassination attempt of the president. Do you think or did you think previously that he was the person behind it?
4: I mean, it's definitely possible that he's behind it. I don't know if I've given it I gave it so much thought in the past because it's kinda predictable, but in this episode it was definitely like possible that the pieces could be put put together that way. I mean he's definitely as
0: devious as they come, so I wouldn't put it back
1: up. Well we definitely we definitely were thinking um the same way. I don't know if we really thought about it as much as we'd like but um but we were definitely wondering if he was a potential a potential suspect. But what we want you to do, we want you to say your Twitter name if you have one. Oh absolutely.
3: I follow all you guys. Oh <laughs> uh, it's I'll be damned, literally. <laughs> oh, hi! <laughs> hey, how's it um, going? I absolutely love you guys. Uh, uh, it's two almost two twenty-five in New York. That's why I am. Oh, thank but you. But I stayed up to
1: call you guys. Thank you so thank much. We so so really thank appreciate you, East Coast
3: it. Gladiator, <laughs> and we'll
1: continue the conversation <laughs> on Twitter with you. Okay. Great. All right. Thanks. Thanks for watching.
3: Thanks for calling. Bye, guys. bye. 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 bye, bye Bianca. Bye.
1: We really do appreciate our East Coast gladiators who stay up this late to to tune in to us, but um
3: let's... and possibly anybody in Australia, London, oh, yeah. England, mm-hmm. Norway. We are gladiators are global,
1: global indeed. Um, so let's break down this crazy episode. It gets crazier every week. So we started with um the vice president, and she still you know. I can. I guess she's still the president, according to her. Um, and she was trying to release the name of who the suspected killer was of the president. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw in last week's episode that Huck was the one who was taken in for the killing, but we know that he didn't do it. But we saw in the next scene that they're torturing Huck um, to get information, and we see it's under underneath the Pentagon. Um, and that was just really rough to see. I know we all kind of gasped when we saw at the beginning of the episode, and it said. Um, Due to violent content, please. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I was prepared to see that type of content. Um, just because it's really hard to see Huck going through that, knowing that he didn't do it. But I think we can all admire like what he's going through and the extent that he'll do to protect to protect everything that. Because you know, with the whole situation, he didn't do it. Becky did it. And do you guys feel that? He still was trying to protect Becky in any way?
4: No, no. I think he's totally, he's totally, he's fell back from, from Becky. He's
2: he's done with her. It seems like, well, he, of course, Huck was taking it. A part of me wants to believe he was still keeping his mouth shut, not just because he didn't do it and he didn't have anything to confess, but he also is still tied to Olivia, And she's still connected to the president and her job previously was at the White House. So while all of this was going on, you know, you have to wonder, was this that his motivation? Deep down inside, like, you know, okay, I didn't do it. I don't have anything to, anything to confess. But I can't rat out my girl because if I say I did it, I've been working for her. And in turn, it's going to make it seem like she has something to do with with me being involved as well. Even though that wasn't the case. But I was wondering if that's what, you know, what he was kind of thinking.
3: I agree with a 100%. And I think it was the last episode. I may get my um, episodes a little bit out of whack. I think it was in Blown Away that he specifically says... I did what you trained me to do. And we had seen that in previous promotions. And when it came to fruition, what that thing he was trained to do was fix things. Who trained him to be a fixer? Olivia. When he, I think it was in um, Crash and Burn, maybe season one, when he interrogated and or tortured Charlie, he talks about what they did to him. And he talks about how they took a piece of him and he was homeless. So in essence, that's when he died and Olivia brought him back to life. He owes his entire life to Olivia. So when he's living now, he does everything for her. And when he then, I'm going to jump forward, says, I won't mess up again. He basically is saying, I, for a split second... Faltered in my allegiance to you when he was thinking about Becky and that's why he messed up. He'll never do that again. So I think that his training in conjunction with the fact that he is 100% Olivia's gladiator, that's why he was never, ever, ever going to break.
1: Yeah.
2: It was tough to watch. It was like, I felt like it was my brother. You know what I mean? Like, of course is hug and we don't really know. You know, it's a show, but I felt like my brother was being tortured. It was hard.
1: I think that's the thing with this show. I can honestly say that with this show and no other show I get so connected emotionally to these characters where they don't feel like characters anymore i saw uh i saw huck or guillermo in the airport over break well, i was too scared to speak with them but i feel, i was like oh my god oh my god that's huck. Like, like, i wish i would have said something but you get so invested I'm, in these characters i am so mad at you for yeah, not me speaking too. to him I know, guys i know i know Boom. i get shy sometimes but anyway um Let's talk about Verna because let's actually
3: not move on. What's this up? is, I think, really important. I think this this dialogue because, again, just jumping back, I think that only not only not only I think do we connect to the characters. I think that the way that the writers write this show because they're interweaving real life. That's, I think, why. It feels real. And so I think that David, obviously, always being the wearer of the white hat, his exchange, I think, was amazing, showing the difference between democracy and our safety. Um, David goes, I'm a U.S. attorney. I represent the United States of America. The United States of America is in this room with you. So you need to watch how you treat the prisoner on U.S. soil. And the gentleman responds, I represent the CIA, the Department of Homeland Security, the Patriot Act, and all the men and women who ever fought and died for your right to stand in this room with your glasses and your briefcase and spout your crap. We're not on American soil. This is not America. This is the Pentagon. And that is an enemy combatant. Son, I represent the United States. Do you understand? The United States of America is in this room with you. You're a guest here. Shut your mouth. <laughs>
1: you stay with so much
3: passion I love that but I think yeah. that this in general is the entire dichotomy of the show mm-hmm. right because it's does might make right does the ends justify the means everyone is playing in the gray area because they believe that what they're doing is right Sally believes what she's doing is right Hollis believes what he's doing is right Melly believes Cyrus believes Olivia believes they all believe And they're all playing a gray area, including David, because later on when he tells Olivia he's violating the Patriot Act. So I think this really is the center for the gray area, you know, that we're going to basically discuss in in the episode and probably for the remainder of the season. Mm
4: -hmm. And speaking, and speaking of writers, just that intro, or that intro before they went into um, like the intro, like the first couple minutes, mm-hmm. and then once we got into um, to it, and I, and I, the, the first thing that I noticed is that they put the writer's name, and I've never uh, wrote the writer's name down, but for this particular episode, her name was Heather Mitchell, and when I saw her name, I was like. <laughs> like she wrote this all by herself. Like there's a there's a there's a room of of what she calls the grace writers and the, the scandal writers, and there's a big room of, a big room of the writers. But Heather, she wrote this all by herself. Like Heather, kudos to you, girl, because wow.
1: Um, Berna, I know we all had our theories. Remember. It was either on Twitter or actually in studio. We didn't know if Olivia possibly was behind Verna giving up Huck. Um, I don't think I was completely sold on that. But Verna finally goes to Olivia and says that, you know, it's my fault that you know Huck's where he is now but then this is the first time at least that we've seen that everybody from the table besides Hollis came to Olivia Pope and associates to have a meeting and Verna revealed her theories about Hollis and how you know he's broken away from them and d- he has two phones and it was nice to see I love when Harrison has to go into his uh smooth player mode and he was trying to uh, <laughs> trying to distract this girl I'm assuming it was Hollis's assistant she was trying to distract Hollis' assistant so that Abby could get the phone. And then they discovered that there's this
4: phone number that he keeps calling from this second phone over and over and over again. Were you surprised that Melly was there? Because remember, in past episodes, Melly said that she was never going to be a part of this ever again. She didn't want to, to be in a room with um, with, the, with the, the group of people, the, the, the Fab Five or whatever you want to call
1: it. But when it. she said that, that was out of fear out of fear that something would happen to her as far as going to jail or something in defiance but now it's different because the president was shot and his whole presidency is in jeopardy which means that her political future is in jeopardy so she has to get that back so I yeah
2: this is all that table is all she has at this point with Fitz being down she really has no one else to turn to to get herself back on top except those people that's it this is who Mellie needs to lean on until Fitz gets himself together and wakes up
1: And then we see, I don't know if we're there yet, we're not there yet, but we do see um, it's coming up, the means that she's willing to go to in order to make sure that her political future stays intact. Mm -hmm. Um, Next scene, we had, they did get the phone, like I said, that we saw that Hollis kept calling the number over and over again. And then we saw our favorite couple, Olivia and Edison.
3: He's being facetious for those of you who can't tell. (laughs) Please don't blast me. (laughs) um, Over an audio feed.
1: (laughs) But Olivia and Edison, um, so Edison's at the house and, you know, they're having their exchange, but there's clearly some distance between them um, and Edison basically calls her out. I'm I'm going
3: to interject real quick before we actually kind of attack (laughs) this relationship. (laughs) For the sake of argument, they're actually very normal. They're a normal, power, working couple who loves each other, but they're not in love with one another. And or they're not soulmates. Now, arguably, if you've never had a soulmate relationship, you may not think it exists. It may be something of fairy tales or movies, but not something that exists in the real world, especially for real people who have put their career before everything else. So just in that context, it's kind of normal. Like he walks through the door and she's like, what do you got for me? You know what I mean? Not like, hi, no, like, well, what? You know what I mean? I'm a fixer. I like to fix things. What do you know? And I think that even his banter back with her kind of like saved by the bell, you know, we haven't had sex, you know, in however long. Yes, it may be because of the president. But again, that that exchange, I think, is normal within a certain type. Of relationship. relationship.
4: And not only was, and and to prove how normal was, they bantered back and forth between business and personal. Um, Olivia wanted to get information. Then she was like, wait a minute, what did you mean, uh, say, by the bell? Then he brings it personal and says, well, we haven't had sex or anything. And then he was like, well, the president is sick. Well, what does that have to do? And then there was even in a moment, did you see when Olivia? Kind of put her hand on hip and she kind of did the little neck roll. <laughs> like that is, that's, that's, that that's a real relationship. They re- they go from business to personal. And be- due to the nature, that's how it goes. It just goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I just got schooled. Okay. <laughs> but, oh, no, 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 but I understand. No, no, no. No. I think sure. it
3: needs to be brought up because before we
1: Attack. dissect him, right.
3: I will. Cause I Later. was about to go
1: in, but I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll hold back a little bit on him. Um, but yeah, I understand what you're saying, how they, they can be intertwined, but we saw that he got a letter to the house, mm-hmm. which is just, did you think that was a little weird that he had it sent to the house Of at course, all?
3: She, thought she thought it was she, weird. That's why she goes, what, you're having letters sent to my house now? Mm-hmm. I-,
1: <laughs> I was wondering, is there an underlying purpose that that particular, would he have known that that particular type of letter would come to her house?
3: I think I think it's twofold. I think that given the nature of who he is, and I think that it's very easy for us to forget this. It is the nation's capital. These are the most important people. So therefore, someone in essence knows where you are at all times, Mm -hmm. especially in light of 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 the the terror alert, whatever type of security alert they have. Again, the president has maybe been shot, what, a week ago? I think from from the time frame. So that's not abnormal. But the fact that she mentioned it, I think she's kind of what she was really saying is, wait, you need to not move into my space this quick. Mm -hmm. That's really what I took it
2: to mean. Or if we take it back to a regular relationship, if you are now the head of the Senate and you're dating Olivia Pope who is the face of this whole situation, you're going to go to your colleagues and say, you know what? I'm going to go home. If you need anything, send it to Olivia's house. Like, you know, you're going to flex this muscle because now I'm the head of the Senate and I'm back with Olivia Pope. Send every, if you need me, you know where to find me. And then he walks out.
4: But it also, it also, that also shows that she's not that invested into the relationship in some aspects because she's not really cool with male coming to her house.
1: Well, another um, line that I want to mention, which is going to come into play in like literally a couple of seconds. The Chinese wall. The Chinese yeah. wall. It was funny how that played out because she mentioned the Chinese wall saying that, you know, there are certain things they need to she keep goes, from each if other. if
3: we're going to be together, we need to have a Chinese, Chinese wall. Like what?
1: <laughs> what? Sorry. So when she said that, I was like, okay. And then after that, though, when the letter came, I love how Edison came right back with the, oh, what about that Chinese wall, though? Mm-hmm. Like, for real? Because she
3: was going to try everything to get the information. Like, she even literally tried to take it from his hand.
4: As they're arguing back and forth between yeah. business and personal, she's trying to snatch, trying to figure out what it is. And he's like, no. And so, again, I, I you know. Well, um, but we see in that letter that
1: it said the president... It was a signed letter that he was going to be reinstated, or he's trying to be reinstated to the White House. Um, of course, Olivia's excited, and Edison tries to stop her from leaving the house, mm-hmm. which I don't know what he was thinking. Like, is she really going to stop Olivia Pope, like, in her own house? Really? Um, but she goes, to the, she goes to the hospital, and Cyrus is there, and then she says, Wait, you know what?
3: But let's just say, yeah. before she leaves, she goes, move out oh, yeah. of my way. Like... She, and I think her voice cracked in a way like, do I really need to go there? But she literally looked at him like, you, you must be out of your mind. And I think that it's... Out of your in, damn mind. And I think it's for two reasons. Because again, just really, really quickly, in the dynamic of their relationship, she was the one who left him. Right? So she's the power player. She's the fixer. She works for the White House and has a more prominent position. And they're in her house. Get out of my way. <laughs>
4: You I you love guys so are me. I you so I love you. I love when you. Break I it am down.
3: Over
4: here trying to
0: keep the in laughter inside.
1: But um so she goes to the hospital, she sees Cyrus and she's like, "Why didn't you text me immediately?" And um they go into the room. And when she goes in the room, I think uh, let me just ask you guys. I mean, I kind of knew or was thinking that he wasn't awake. Were you guys thinking the same thing or did you think that there's a chance?
3: I knew the minute Cyrus didn't respond to her responding like he he was pulling back and you could see he was he was still scared I, I knew I, it just, I knew
4: I hit it I hadn't thought about that I was thinking that Olivia's there Melly's there I was too busy trying to figure out their inact- interaction because she had banned her from even coming into the room to even visit the president so I was on eggshells just because the two of them were in the same room together
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm tearing up a little bit because just when she walked into the room.
3: Because she skipped into the room. Like yeah. she was bouncing. She was happy. She was, happy. She was yeah. just taking off her gloves. She yeah. was exci- Olivia excited. Olivia
1: was elated. Her, the love of her life is waking up. The, the, the thing of something so devastating. And then you get a letter saying that he's And that's, that's why I think, now that I'm thinking back. Sorry when I go on, off on a tangent like this. But because we do the show right after, I still am analyzing why we're doing the show right now. And when she realized that he was still asleep and that Melly did the letter, when she says that line, what did you do? It wasn't, mostly it wasn't really about signing. It was the fact that what did you do to me just now? And I didn't get that at first, but now it's like, what did you do? You had me at home ready to come over here and see my man, to kiss him, to hug him, to love
4: him. What did you do? But uh, Well, I can play devil's advocate, but again, what you going to do, Olivia?
3: But you know what? We're going to actually, funny thing is we're going to come back to that. Yeah. Remind, remind me, we're going to come back to that because okay. there, there was a change in power. There was a couple of places yeah. of changes in power in this mm-hmm. episode between Millie and Olivia. Yeah. And if we don't have a chance, I'll definitely talk on Twitter and YouTube.
1: <laughs> um, well, after this letter is released, to um the important people, the two people that it goes to, um obviously Sally Langston finds out, and she's trying to move in um in East Sudan and you know present her military plan because she she becomes the president all of a sudden she's just the boss and i I just don't like I understand that I understand that she wanted to be president so bad, and she wasn't happy with Fitz, but the complete disregard, even though if if fits wasn't to come back, and if this really did happen where Um, She really did have to take over. I feel... I understand she has to, you know, do her presidential duties, but there's just no type of feeling or anything or concern for President Grant sitting in the hospital bed. And the only time she calls is when he's waking up, and that was only to see if it was a a fake letter or not. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I just don't like the... It bothered... Her whole demeanor bothers me, but it was so satisfying to see her face when they whispered in her ear and basically said, you know, you need to hold off on this military action because... Obviously, the president has woken up according to this letter. Um, Mellie and Olivia, we go back to them and they were arguing about what she did. And this was an interesting thing that I want to talk about. When Mellie, um was basically going in saying that if he didn't wake up, I can run the country for a while because I can't remember the president, but one, the president's wife, uh, the husband was, or the president was in a stroke and she ran the country for a while. Mm-hmm. But then Cyrus jumps in and says, you know, I could do it.
2: And he said, we, and he said, we, right. But this, this is a reason why I don't know about you guys. I have a love, hate relationship with Melly, Like, I get what she did. She was trying to save the presidency and she knew that she had to do something, you know, just to kind of knock Sally off her high horse and kind of get everybody back on, you know, on track in that mindset to think, okay, maybe Fitz is coming back. But when she said the line about, well, you know, whoever's wife it was (laughs) ran, ran the country for two years, to me, in my mind, that took me so far ahead to think if Fitz does wake up, I wouldn't put it past Melly to do whatever it took so he could not do his job so she hmm. could do his. Mm-hmm. Because you don't like you don't you don't drop that bomb. If you are signing this paper and you want your husband to wake up and he's the president, you don't throw in there, "Oh yeah, but if he can't do it, I can do it for 2 years." What well, you that's not the right that's not the right venue. That's not the right time for that. I, I didn't think. I thought it was inappropriate and it made me think that Sally, I mean that Melly maybe planning something she had
4: ulterior motive. to
2: yep yeah, to benefit her own agenda.
4: That's a great that's a great perspective. I didn't look at it that way. I think that Melly was looking at it in the perspective of Sally is is ahead of the game right now and by any means necessary she needs to try and get control. Now one of the thing there was a couple of things that she said that I did um, I guess admire respect from from Melly. She says that first of all I can forge my husband's signature. I've been forging his signature <laughs> since he was a governor, since he was a governor. And so I, I respected that. And then she also mentioned that, you know, I'm a woman and I think about things, which women do. Well, a lot of times women just don't, they don't, they're, they think a lot and they they plan ahead. So when she said that, I do feel that Melly did sit and she strategically planned how she was going to go about to do this. I don't think this was just a whim of the just just some kind of whim where she's like, oh, okay, I have this idea. No, as women think, and I do think that she really thought about this and because yeah. because no one else was no one else obviously thought about this. But I don't think that I don't think that she would think that. She could run the country just by herself. Cyrus is too invested, and so is Olivia. And those two would just give her hell. They would not allow Melly to just run the country um, according to her ulterior motive.
2: But they would rather have Melly than Sally.
4: Yes, they would. And
2: because she said, I'm a woman, I think things through. To that, that right there, that monologue put in a whole spin of thoughts in my head. It mm. thought back to when Fitz got shot. Uh-huh. Was it really Hollis? Was it Melly? Did Melly have something to do with it because she didn't want to get out the car? Mm-hmm. I'm yep. not saying that this is the truth, but I don't know. It's just that that line right there, uh-huh. it kind of spun me a little bit and I was like, "Oh, Good so point. Melly has a plan." It, it it didn't for me and the reason being, and I think I've said this time and time
3: again, Melly within the inner circle is the most transparent character. Melly is always out for Melly. If Fitz falls in line with that, then she's about Fitz. If it doesn't fall in line, then she's about Mellie. That's her only ulterior motive is for her legacy to be beyond simply being ornamental. However, I think at the beginning kind of of the interchange, she basically says, we have to protect Fitz. We have to protect Fitz. And then she goes into the fact that she basically says, we've allowed Hollis to play in our garden for way too long, basically insinuating that he's a snake. Think about it. They did this. Mm. Fitz was not privy to it. Fitz was not a party at the table. So they basically got Fitz shot, no matter what. If Hollis did it, it's their fault. Think about it. It is. They sat at the table with Hollis, and they orchestrated defiance. Number one. Number two. Um, Olivia. Then, when you know uh, um, Hollis blew up Cytron, she then doesn't let Quinn burn like she was supposed to. Verna wanted her to burn. Cyrus wanted her to burn, and more importantly, Hollis wanted her to burn. Right? Problem. Then, what do they do? Um, Sally Langston was supposed to get the first v, um, first um, Supreme Court spot. What do they do? No, it has to be Verna. Why? Because of the table. All of that is now what if it is in fact Hollis? Hollis, they were like, you guys aren't playing ball with anything. Not even with the majority House when, um, when Fitz backed um, Senator Davis. So all of this leads back to the table all road lead to Fitz, but all road lead to the Fab Five who got Fitz elected. So Fitz being shot is their fault. That's really what she's saying. So in her mind, she has to fix it. Yeah. The only way she knows how to fix it is by forging his signature. And I think there's a symbolic nature in that is that her whole identity is tied to Fitz being the president. So even if Fitz being the president is forged through her hand, that's still the extension of her power. Now,
1: I had a question for you, which I don't know. In that scene where they were talking about defiance and everything, they did a quick flash to Fitz. And I don't know, is it possible when you're in a a coma or in that type of state to hear certain things? So So I was just wondering, you know, they were just being open and honest about every single detail of defiance and everything that they did and the people at the table. And I was just wondering if that would come to play possibly in
4: a couple of episodes. (laughs) Potentially, but also it appears that from the from the previews that something hit with his memory yeah so but that's a great point
1: Just maybe. I just wanted to throw it out there before I forgot, because when you mentioned them, it just popped in my mind again. Um, Also,
3: just real quick, though, I mean, because, you know, you you gladiators know that we have so much to talk about. Why? Because there's always so much to talk about in Scandal because of Scandal Pace and how much they pack into the layers of the stories and everything um, building upon each other. But more importantly, you know that you always can continue the conversation on iTunes. So for a lot of you guys, you listen to our podcast on iTunes. All you have to do is go to www dot iTunes.com and click in Scandal After Buzz or After Buzz Scandal. And all of our podcasts come up. You can subscribe so that you basically are alerted the minute they are uploaded. Um, and just so you know, if you watch any other shows here at AfterBuzz TV, I think that right now we have about sixty-one shows in our lineup. Yeah. But basically, if there's a show on TV worth watching, we have a recap show for you. So whatever your show of choice is, make sure that you go to iTunes.com. But make sure that you not only subscribe but leave us a comment because we really read the comments. It helps us form what we're talking about, our theories, our conspiracies. Tell a friend because because maybe your friends don't know that there's a recap show. So again, just make sure that you go on iTunes.com, go to our After Buzz Scandal Recap, and rate, subscribe, and tell a friend. And it will help us out, and it will help us do what we do and make it better.
1: And I was telling Bam over the break, we're up to, uh, as of yesterday, 190 ratings on iTunes. Wow. So bravo, Gladiators. Um, super excited! Let's get to 200, though. Tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sally Langston. Being the person that she is, which there's something that I want to comment on that I don't like about her character either, which no what I love, but what I don't like, you know what I'm saying, so Sally she calls the uh she calls the hospital room, and you know she's saying that she wants to speak with the president, and then Melly freaks out, which Melly since she says that she thought everything through it kind of goes to what Kennally was saying. she might have been thinking everything through in the future, but not about the immediate consequences of what she just did, mm-hmm. but Sally's calling to speak with the president. And, you know, Melly's trying to think of different options to go around it and weave around it. And then she picks up the phone, she talks to her, and then she, you know, is really nice and cordial. But I hate how when she says it's a miracle or it's a blessing or something like that, Sally, like always just being the person that she is, said something in the Bible or some type of quote or something. And I don't like people, sorry, this is just me, I don't like Christians or people who are Bible thumpers who try to use the Bible as a cover up for their devious ways. And that's what I feel that she's doing. I just had to throw
4: that out there. Yeah. I feel like you're being very hypocritical. Um, I also liked when. When they got the the call, when they had the phone, Olivia was like, <laughs> "Right." <laughs> the first time that she was not willing to fix something, she was like, "I bam through his hands. Exactly. It. Yeah. But it, because
1: it goes, it goes right back to the argument they just had. She was like, "What did you do? Like this whole thing? Like how did you? How did you think you're going to go around this without something like this particular situation happening?" So it's kind of like, besides the fact I'm not fixing this in your face, like this is what I was talking about a couple of minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So deal with it, like fix it right now. But I still like the way Melly handled it, even though
4: there's no way of getting around it. Sally's convinced that the president didn't wake mm-hmm. up. And and it was Olivia who said, wrap the conversation. i right. talking too long. And then so she wrapped it up and said, you know, she had to, to go because the doctor, um, you know, that he wasn't woke and that the doctor uh, needs to see her right away. And basically that's how she got off the phone, got off the phone. Um, David.
1: David, we saw, had issues with wearing the white hat. Because he was dealing with what he saw with Huck and the whole torturing thing. And since this is his new role as attorney general, I don't think he, which is what you were talking about earlier, democracy, safety, like all that. There's so many different things that are going on in this situation where, although he wants to help, he's trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong. Um, And I don't know what the, I guess maybe is it a personal investment a little bit too because he knows Huck. He knows Huck and he's seen Huck being tortured, even though in his mind he doesn't know that Huck is innocent yet. But in his mind he's seen somebody that he kind of knows being tortured. And he, even though he might have just shot the president, he doesn't feel like waterboarding and like punching him. All this stuff they're doing is really appropriate to somebody who's still an American citizen. Um, but according to the Patriot Act, you know, once you do something like that, you're no longer.
2: Well, you know, not even the fact that he knew Huck. But if you haven't been trained in that type of technique or used to seeing that type of thing, that's hard for anybody to see. The fact that they were OK with watching Huck being tortured means that they around they were around it often. That's what they know. That's what they do. That's the job that and has to get done. But let's say you took some, you know, some random Joe from, you know, Arkansas and put him in that same situation. Some, you know, let's say you took another lawyer and put them there. That's tough for anybody to watch. Somebody's being tortured. So a part of me thinks it's because he knows Huck and he knows the connection that Huck has with Olivia and he knows that he's connected with them in some way. But as a human being, yes, it's someone who potentially shot the president. But that doesn't make it that doesn't make it any easier mm-hmm. to watch.
4: I don't have an opinion either way in regards to it. Yeah. Um, about that one, but. He did get the. You have something?
3: No, keep going. I'll.
4: I was just gonna say because in the middle of it, uh, in the middle of that, he gets a call from James, and then we go into a whole other little side All subject right. where James, James James was like, well, "What's going on? You know, you, you haven't been answering my calls." And he was like, "No, I'm not giving up on the whole Reagan election, but I have something bigger to do." And this. Well, well, we'll get into the whole James things because he's, he's having issues right now as well. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I completely forgot about how pressed James is to get that story. Yeah. Um, but we go back to Olivia Pope and Associates and Abby and Quinn. Um, they think the number is Becky's number. And then this is when Harrison, which this was a nice little speech that he gave, he was basically telling them, you know, we deal with a lot of clients and we deal with so many high profile people, but there's a whole nother layer to Washington that we don't even deal with, like the real deal. And that's what we're about to prep for. Like if Olivia is dealing with something of this caliber, what she says, goes. Because, you know, Abby and Quinn are kind of, especially Abby, are kind of chatty and they can usually say something to Olivia and get away with it or at least she'll listen to them. But he's saying in this situation you need to listen to exactly what Olivia is saying because she knows what she's doing and they haven't really dealt with that type of thing before. Um, I just like to see Harrison taking the, the leader role finally. Me too. I
3: tried to write it down. Did anyone get I got some of it. No. What do you have? I got... Liv runs with the big dogs, next-level grassy knoll, where real politics is made. This is the real deal. We don't question her on this. And it, was a def- it wasn't a question. It was a definitive statement. And then Liv walks in.
1: Yep. And who is their new client? Fits. So Fitz is their client, um, and then we go back to Hollis and Sally, and they're trying to figure out what their options are, you know, the two, <laughs> the devious two. They're figuring out what their options are, and they decide the best way to do it, or not they, Hollis yeah. plant something in her mind, Inception, and he decides that the best way to go around it is to have, instead of her, you know, trying to get into the hospital room and stuff, have them leak the letter to the press, mm-hmm. so that way the press will be inquiring and... It'll be pressure for them to see what's going on. The president's really awake. So we go through that. And then I love this whole scene when Olivia Pope and Associates, when they come up with the plan, they have the doctor, or Harrison preps the doctor so she can lie to the public or twist the truth.
3: Thank you. Twist the
1: truth, not lie. (laughs) uh, Twist the truth. And then Cyrus um, was responsible for convincing the cabinet. Um, to you know, go along with it, and then I like when he went into his old office and grabbed some things, and he was like, "Oh no, you'll be out here soon," or something like that. And then um, we also had, which I thought was a very clever move. It was yeah. so many clever things. Yeah. The uh, secret agent. Um, how? No, it's either Hal or one of them. It's one of I, we, we I, can never get their know, names so right. One. But one of them, the
3: one who got shot, right? The snitch, right? Sorry. he
1: was <laughs> he was um told to tell a joke, and this was supposed to be supposed to be a joke that Fitz said, and he told it to the reporter, saying that the joke was um Fitz said next birthday let's order takeout, mm-hmm. and so that all worked into the favor because the reporter immediately fed it to the media. But the last thing, which I thought was very slick, was when Olivia. Sophia, helped me. I can't remember the report. Kimberly
3: Mitchell. Kimberly Mitchell.
1: She told um, her (laughs) the way she worked it and she was saying, you know, he's a little vain right now. He's saying he's vain. And then she had Melly work that into there too and then Melly said the exact same thing. So then it all plays together and looks
4: like Everything's legit, which that I w- love. It was a brilliant montage. Yes, yeah. how Olivia, um, how, what was the reporter's name? Melly Mitchell. The way she played Olivia Mitchell, she was like, you know, she was <laughs> she was speaking to her like they're like they were having a private conversation, and she told her something that was off the record that she knew that she would go and tell, and then she goes and tell Melly, you know, you only have this one interview with this person, and then Melly says what she has to say, and then she goes back and he, and and brings in what she was told not to tell. So I mean, she played her like. Jordans.
1: And Kimberly trusts her because Olivia gives her the exclusives, but yeah. she never knows Olivia's just twisting her, her arm. Yeah.
3: But let's just, because this is going to come to fruition. Right before she calls Kimberly Mitchell, she asks Abby to call Kimberly Mitchell, as if Abby yes. is leaking the information. Like, like here, Kimberly Mitchell, I kind of had an exclusive for you. And then Kimberly comes, like, basically to her girl, Olivia, like, what? Like, you, you're not going to tell me? And then Olivia has to be like, okay, fine. And Abby says, are you sure you want to lie to the press? There are certain rules of Olivia Pope and Associates. They don't lie. They may manipulate fudge angle, but they don't lie to the press because their (laughs) reputation is all that they have. Right? Mm -hmm. Remember in previous episodes? Trust me. Mm -hmm. It's going to come to bite them.
4: But also... Do you feel that Olivia, do you feel like this was Olivia's only option being that she was, had to take on? Be, I completely agree. Yeah, Because Melly opened up this whole can of worms. And she's not going to, although they have, she, they have their differences, she can't turn her back on Melly. So Melly opened up this can of worms with the whole signature. And she cannot, she can't, she can't lose.
1: And at the same time. Let's just say Fitz didn't wake up, or if he if he was going to wake up. Basically, she had to fix it because his presidency is in jeopardy. Yeah. And she cares about the president, too. So there's no way... Melly m- might have messed up, according to some people's eyes, but they're in this situation, mm-hmm. and Olivia's a fixer. She had to do what she had to do. Yeah. Point blank. So... um
4: this James and Cyrus relationship. Oh, that but, a, no, 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 no. Actually, we
3: skip because then we go yeah. to the hospital room, and
4: and then this there is were, important. Oh, yes. This is
3: important. So. There was
4: a very subtle touch. Olivia goes. Into Olivia went into the hospital no, room. She
3: doesn't touch him, and hey, she just stood over time. his
4: bed. Oh, she didn't touch his hand? She no. didn't touch him. No. She
3: goes so, so our, I'm just going to call it, and and I don't. I'm sorry that I don't know the actual name of the song or the artist, but I just call it the one minute music. Mm-hmm. So. Olivia walks into the hospital room. The one minute music is playing and she goes like she's going to touch him and she can't. And she pauses for a moment and then she walks out and then we see the stitches in his head, which I think, again, brings us back to how serious the situation really is. Mm
1: -hmm. And then I want you guys to watch that scene again tomorrow in that scene too, the thing that got me. I mean, it hurt when she walked out, but. When she closed the door, she looked back a little bit, but then you see her walk away, which I love the way Carrie Washington played him. She walks away, just you see the pain in her face, even in the distance that she's. Walk- well played, well played. Um, just an emotional scene, and then after that, we go to Cyrus and James, and James, this was.
3: He's like, "Why aren't you happy?" <laughs>
1: which, uh, granted, even though he's a reporter and all this stuff, and I know he did, he's um. He's suspicious about this whole thing, but he's kind of right mm-hmm. because the thing is, mm-hmm. in the previous episode, Cyrus was saying, "You know, my best friend is this and that, and so I want you to have the baby, and I just I, all this emotional stuff. So if that's the case, if your best friend just woke up, you should go, like, "Oh baby, this is oh my goodness, I'm so excited," and there was no he was just in the bathroom, like just chilling, not showing any type of emotion, really, so
2: Cyrus wouldn't even have been home
1: right exactly he, you're he would exactly not have right in there at all. If the president just woke up, you would not be home about to get into the bed with your husband, especially since we know that the president is Cyrus's baby.
4: That's right, because he did say that, you know, I have another baby I have to take care of. He's the president of the United States. Right. So James is right to call him out on that one. But Cyrus got the last word in that particular scene.
2: It might and it wasn't necessarily the right word. <laughs> Cyrus is wrong. He's Go a ahead. cold like he's a cold piece. Yeah. He gets the cold piece of the week award for that scene. <laughs> yeah. Like he basically took what he knew was important to his husband and threw it back in his face to hurt him. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like someone telling you their secret, and they're like, "I have to tell you a secret," and then they turn around and smear it in your face because and they know it's gonna, hurt, it's gonna affect you. And they're and he's dangling it in a way. And this is the
3: problem: is he's asking James to trust him when he is not trustworthy? Thank you. Okay, so at the end of the day, James may not have proof. Right. But James can feel his husband is setting him up because the way you just don't do that. Like what? So James is legitimately asking, like, that would be a miracle. Like, granted, there's a there's a snarkiness to his tone, but it really would be a miracle. Like the president of the United States of America got shot in the head and. Like a week later, now he's awake and writing letters and signing and ready to be back to be the president of the States of America. And when Cyrus goes, what does he say? It might take a miracle to get a baby in your arms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All peace. I know is James is much calmer than I am. Because that
4: would not have been the end of the scene. But, but also, James... I don't know why I'm on Team Cyrus today, but James initiated it just a little bit because James said that, you know, since I quit my job. Well, I've no, done, let's be real. But, but, but hold on. He said, I'm, I, he says, I quit my job. I've been on the Internet all day and I've done some research. And so that did make sense that, you know, he's the, the main question is, why are you not there? And so he threw it out there. He and just the way that he went about it and said, you know, well, I quit my job. I've been on the Internet all day and I've done nothing but research. Si- uh, but that was Cyrus. because
1: Cyrus promised him a baby and the baby's still not there. Exactly, right. and then
3: Cyrus has the nerve to be like, oh, I told you the baby has jaundice. Would they, that, that, n- no! At the end of the day, Cyrus threw this out, like, quit your job, here I have a baby for you. He needs to keep his home in check. So at minimum, James shouldn't have to have later gone to the hospital on his own. Cyrus should have sent him to the hospital, kept him away, but he didn't. And then the minute James basically tries to buck up, He wants to basically be like, oh, well, I'm not going to give you your baby? Well, cool, then James is going to continue to investigate and bring the House of Cards down. Cyrus needs to ease up just a little bit and realize that James is not just some flighty little non-Ivy League reporter. He is the real deal, and that's why he hadn't given up his White House pass. Say word. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love you guys. Um, So in the next scene... Because, as you said, Cyrus had the last word in that scene, literally. In the next scene, um, we go back to the torturing of Huck. And it's really, really brutal to watch. Um, But Huck finally says, you know, I'll talk, I'll talk, I'll talk. But I'll only talk to the people outside the glass. But no,
3: no. The reason being is because when they were torturing him, they specifically said, you're going to die. You're going to go to the electric chair. And the president, Fitzgerald Grant, is going to flip the switch. In order for him to flip the switch, it means he must still be alive. And not in a coma, literally alive to flip the switch. And that's when Huck goes, wait, 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 I'll talk, I'll talk. Because obviously now he knows, oh, wait a minute, that's a problem. Continue.
1: And I love when when they walk in the room because when David's in the room, he keeps looking at David and asking him, you know, is the president still alive? Is the president still alive? And I love how we can see in David's mind, he's trying to figure out what the right thing to do is because, like we know, he knows Huck not— really on a personal level, but enough knows of. Yeah. And he knows that if he's asking, it has to be for a reason. And as soon as he told him, yes, he's still alive. And Huck says, then um, if the president is still alive, if he is, it's not over. She's going to continue the job. not done. Yeah. So obviously that helped because immediately after that, David comes to Olivia's office and he says, I know where Huck is. And I love when Olivia says, "Um, I'm telling you who did it and Huck did not do it. And then David says, "Well,
4: we know how good your word is." Can, can we also back up before <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before, um, before David actually walks in? Ring, ring, ring. Bzz, 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 Senator the phone. Davis, Senator, Edison, S- Edison Davis. Uh, Senator, uh, Ed, um, Edison was calling, and she decides not to answer the call, which will be spoke about later because right. she explains why she didn't answer it, and she which and is true.
1: Up. I mean, she's working, but um, we'll talk about that. Um, so then. They have their their conversation, and then they realize that they need to convince Sally Langston to let Huck go. So Olivia goes to the White House, and she talks to the current chief of staff that Sally Langston appointed. And um, she tells them that Huck can help them find a real killer. And then they go to uh, Sally's office, and then when Sally looks at Huck's file, that's when she realizes that Huck Huck didn't do it. Like, Huck wouldn't be able to get caught if he did it. Mm Mm-hmm. Just point blank. Um, And
3: to me, I'm like, I need to know. Well, actually, I don't need to know what's on page four or five because I really don't want to know. But whatever's (laughs) on page four and five, the way that she paused, looked at the piece of paper, looked at her chief of staff, looked back, it was like end of conversation. Right. Like,
2: I don't don't need to see anything else. I
4: personally, I was like, damn, I wish they would show it. I know, seriously.
2: It was something to say. If Huck wanted to kill the president, he could. Or because any of this us. Is like, these are the people he killed yeah. How, yeah. It Yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. And serious. Then,
4: and then did she have anything, to, was her name involved in any way on the letter? I mean, there was this, it can go so many ways, but, you know. Yeah, okay, I man. do wonder, I just wonder, like, just the way she looked, it was like... It was like, excuse my friend, uh, excuse my friend, but it was like, a, oh, shit. Yeah. Kind of moment when she was looking. So there's something there. And so I hope it comes. Um, I hope it comes to light later on. Maybe.
1: Interesting. Um, so they were talking to her and then they get the approval from Sally. And then that's when David goes back to uh, under the Pentagon in the torture room. And he basically says, um, release him. And he says, you guys.
3: Because, because, fellas, you're back on American soil. <laughs> By order of President Sally Langston, stop torturing him and let him go now.
1: And that is exactly what they did for that following scene when we see Huck get out of the car. That was a tough scene to watch just because... And bravo to Guillermo for playing that part so well. But like we said earlier, you get so emotionally connected to these characters and just seeing him get out of that car, just seeing what he did for Olivia, like the limps he's willing to go through just to prove that he's her gladiator. I'm sorry for messing up. Look what I went through for you. I wasn't going to give up. I wasn't...
4: And then the look that she gave back to him was was really sad. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I totally understand. I feel, like, I feel like I know him personally. So, like, whenever I see him, you know, especially with his face, I just feel sad
2: and it was a look of shame because he got into the situation because he fell in love with some little chicken head yeah that he didn't even know you know what i mean this that's it's guilt he said it before you know to olivia i won't let you down again but you know imagine you being tortured because you fell in love with some girl that you didn't know anything about and now you're about to die because she killed the president. She tried to kill the president, which happens to be your boss and your best friend's boyfriend.
4: Yeah, I mean, well, technically speaking, he... it just, Wait, what? Just, just, as, just as it was um, Olivia and the Fab Five, just as it, it's their fault that president is shot, Hug did some things that he should not have allowed to happen. Like, when a girl tells you what's your name and she... Uh, There was just too many signs where No, 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 no,
3: no, no. Again, I think we're way too hard on Huck. Huck is a trained assassin, right? Again, his only weakness is that he has never been able to be loved. He's a spinster. Even after being tortured, when Olivia goes to touch his shoulder, he doesn't react because he's been tortured. He reacts because of everything we've said, because he feels shame, because he knows that in order for him to stay unaddicted to whiskey, i.e. torturing, he has to stay in his box and he can't really interact with people. His closest relationship is Olivia. That's still not enough. So for a tiny, tiny second, there was a girl who was able to at least see his first level of craziness like I, I don't know if I could have been that strong. Like all of my receptors would be like, do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah, the entire nature was, of life is trying to let people inside to see the real you. That in essence is Olivia and Fitz.
4: Yeah, he was, he was open,
3: right? Oh. So I can't, I can't. Well, no, yeah. I'm not, I'm not exactly. going there. But basically, at the end of the day, that's what love is. Love is in its real form, and this is why just to juxtapose. Olivia and Edison versus Olivia and Fitz. Olivia and Fitz are true, unguarded, no facade, and they're interacting soul to soul. Yeah, right no Chinese wall. No Chinese wall. Edison and Olivia, total facade, Chinese wall. For that moment, Becky and 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 Huck were at least that first layer gone. You you can't to me. You can't get upset, and you can't prevent someone for wanting that. And the minute he realized it was putting himself in jeopardy and the people he loved in jeopardy, even if it meant him never being happy, he shut it down. And as we come to find out, he shut it down Mm. on for real. For real, for real. Yeah.
1: Um, so the next thing we see, Cyrus is telling them to move or he's trying to tell them the sign so we can move Fitz to Camp David, which at first we didn't know what the real motive was. But now we see. But, and can
3: I say something? Yeah. I, I screamed at the TV. Yeah. I was like, yeah. bad move. I was like, no, 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 no. But I was wrong. Now they're we see, smarter than I thought. Now that we they were. see why. And
1: I love how they connected that because I, I honestly wouldn't have thought of that.
4: Obviously, I'm not
3: right.
1: but in what, the White House. What was also interesting
4: was Melly asked Olivia, how are you holding up?
1: And that's this is what you're talking about earlier with the whole power thing because it kind of came out of nowhere. We know the interaction between Melly and Olivia. First of all, last time we saw Melly was a couple episodes ago, but she revoked Olivia's privileges to see the president at first. They had that whole confrontation when she had to convince Melly to go speak to the public and be the first lady. And so now you're coming to me and you're trying to act like we're friends. Like, so how are you holding up? And I understand. I, I get where she's coming from because Melly, even though, at least I think I get where she's coming from. Even though Melly is this strong-willed woman who has her motives and she's able to kind of put the personal things aside to get the job done. Melly is still going through this whole situation alone. Melly doesn't really have any friends. Olivia is the, I don't want to call her mistress, but Olivia is the, the girlfriend to Fitz. They kind of have this common bond. So if anybody knows what she's going through, Olivia knows what she's going through. Olivia, how are you holding up? Because right now, I'm not doing too well. She was looking for that friend. And Olivia was like, Mm-mm, no, 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 no. And even in her face in that scene, Olivia kind of said, really, really bit. Be- Like, like, are you serious right now? Like, just being honest. And I kind of get where she's coming from because I don't like people who use you when they need you. And in a way, that's just what I think. was kind of using her. I need need somebody to lean on. You have Cyrus. You have Edison right now. You have all these people. Who do I have? I'm sitting in this hotel room alone. I have resorted to forging my husband's signature (laughs) so I can get him back. You know what I mean?
4: (sighs) Yeah. yeah. Well done. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that was just that was just my thoughts on that. Um, but I'm just saying, I just and she said, Olivia basically said, get a grip, get a grip because we need you to do your job. Like you, you have a place in this whole situation. Get a grip. You forged the letter. Get a grip. And that's the thing. Because I'm not going to go anyway. Edison showed up at the hospital. Good old Edison. And if you haven't seen, I have to comment right quick. If you haven't seen the picture online, type in Edison Bill Cosby and please. <laughs> Please look at it because he isn't. Okay, I can't. Just look up Edison Bill Cosby because one of our gladiators, I don't know who did it. They did a picture. And it is hilarious. Um, In the Bill Cosby sweater and everything. I just need y'all to look at it so you can laugh with me. But <laughs> I'm in tears. Edison showed up at the hospital. And he was trying to inquire as to why Olivia wasn't answering his calls. And Edison thinks that he can just run all over Olivia and talk to her any way, apparently. This
4: is Olivia Pope and she says i'm working but you know what on in defense of him he don't give a damn that olivia is this person to everybody else we're together we're in a relationship you're my woman and like all that back talk sometimes i'm not trying to hear that that's kind of like his perspective so he doesn't care that that you're working hell i'm working too I don't work for the post office. I have a, a pretty prominent <laughs> job as well. So if I can call you, you can at least have the common necessity to pick up the
0: phone. Dude, we are, are really so goofy right now. No, no,
3: no. no. But, I think, but I think this is the, the thing is that when he initially came there, it actually had nothing to do with Olivia. Because he wasn't aware. Because think about it. Up until prior to this, Olivia was the temporary um, uh, press secretary. Fitz wasn't technically her client. Now Fitz is her client. That's why she's now running interference. Think about it. So when he came there, he didn't, he expected he was going to get to see the president and potentially the only person he would have to get clearance through is secret service or potentially the first lady, not Mm -hmm. necessarily Olivia. That's why when he confronts Harrison, Harrison is, you know, obviously mentions Olivia. He was like, oh, well, and then that's when Olivia steps in. I think that where it gets dicey is again, their, their personal relationship comes into play. He's like, why haven't you been answering my call? She says, I answer every third time you call. (laughs)
4: Like what? I would have went off too.
3: I I was literally like the fact that she even said that, you knew from there she was like, this is done. She's over. You know what I mean? Cause she was like, oh, I'm, I'm like that was like that was like a right jab, right? She I was mean, like every no, no, it wasn't it,
4: it was a jab. It was like that I never got
3: Sorry. Okay. So she basically says that. Right. And then he basically says, like, well, like, I'm I'm kind of confused. Like, why are you the person running interference? And she goes, I'm his. And what? she stops.
4: And he's like, "I'm." Um, he, he said what?
3: And she goes, his friend. <sighs> kind of dicey, because on one level, I think that. Edison is not understanding. She worked closely, not only in the White House, but she got him elected. Like, mm-hmm. you're you're legitimately friends with someone. And, again, like, your friend is in a coma because they got shot in the head. And I think that Edison is forgetting that. However, given their relationship and given their history, the way she said friend and the way she's obviously putting work before everything else, and they're not sleeping together... Start to play everything together. That was
2: that was a that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. That yeah, was a but mistake. But then right after Edison then flexed his power on her and told her, if what is going down here is false, you will be prosecuted. It's an act of terrorism. Yeah, act of domestic terrorism. Yeah, huh? yeah, he basically shut like not shut her down, but he told her, you know, if you're lying, law. you're going to jail too, and I'm going to have something <laughs> to do with it. Everybody's, Boo! Yeah.
3: But I didn't. I didn't like. Not only—see, this is, to me, the, a bit of a difference. Olivia always is on the side of good or other people, right? For the most part, Olivia is not pulling power purely for Olivia. It's always for someone else, right? And so I think, I, I think there's honor in that. Senator Davis, again, similar to kind of what you were saying about Melly, it was a little bit too internal for me. He goes, I am the leader of the Senate, and guess what? I make the laws. No, you don't, no, dude. do sir. The people of your state who elected you make the laws. You just happen to be the representative. So every time that someone kind of says I when they're stepping into a democratic state, the only time that I is relevant when I say I is a citizen. Any government official, it's not I. You're a representative. And so the minute you say I, that's when that balance balance and democracy and safety and democracy comes into play. So to me... He does not wear the white hat. She does. I'm glad she told him to step off.
1: Because what did she say? Goodbye, Edison.
3: She stepped forward and almost like, like raised up to be as, as much eye to eye as she could. And
2: she said...
1: Goodbye, Edison. And let, somebody, I forgot who mentioned this. Somebody mentioned, they were like, oh, she's doing a stare down after hey, two. Because you can't that, just look away.
2: Yeah, she gave him that stare down, like, turn around and see. Turn around. <laughs> and and she was in the middle of the hallway. And if you look all
3: the way down the hallway, Hal and Tom are on either side yeah. of her. Mm. So basically, it's Olivia flanked by the President's Secret Service. Mm-hmm.
1: Olivia got power, man. Um but next, Hollis tells Sally something has to be done. And this is when we finally connected the dots, which we kind of already did, that he was the one who's responsible for the president. He's the one who's been calling Becky. Like, all these things are coming together. Because Hollis just hasn't been happy since the whole Lindsey Dwyer thing, and they basically broke away from the table. Mm-hmm. And
4: that's what happened. So, but you know what? Uh, just really quickly, <clears throat> I can see why he did that. Because... You know, and any time when you watch movies when they play, they plan to like you know do a robbery or something, and then when someone breaks that promise, kind of like all hell breaks loose. So I can see why I can see why he's doing what he's doing in some aspects because the that that table that those those five they kept breaking their word and their promise. So just like if you watch Dead presidents, um, when um what's his, when when the guy was going spending all his money, when one person breaks the rule of What you come up with, then there's a trickle effect. So because they broke the law or they broke the rule and what was planned. Now he needs to do what he needs. He needs to go in and kind of be that uh, the other side because everything was broken. Yeah.
2: But was it broken enough for him to try to kill the president if he was the person to kill the president? You know what I mean? Let, let's say everything was broken. He could have picked everybody off and handled his business with everybody else without dealing with Fitz. No, no. You want to know why? Look
3: how quickly him and Sally were like this. They were. Sally is his type of president. Sally was like, oh, when when the whole East Sudanese, they were like, oh, the president already had put something into place. She was like, nah, I got my own thing. Like, you know what I mean? They're already like, oh, no, everything's cool. Everything that Fitz had put into place, she was like, no, might is right. Go to war. Oil, cool. The, I mean, Hollis is literally sitting in the Oval Office. Hollis had access. Hollis uh, yeah. didn't have that type of access. Mm-hmm. He had access to Cyrus, not to the President of the United States of America.
4: And I was going to mention that, yeah, they're in the office. They're they're talking like they're on the farm somewhere. It, like, he's totally milking this. Totally. So, I mean, I could, again, I could see why he can go to Sally because they're two peas in a pot.
3: Completely. And I think that, and I don't remember when I said it, <coughs> but when I said they needed to, you know what? About, like, they needed to kill him from before. Yeah. yeah. And I, do you know what I mean? And that was before Fitz got shot. Because he obviously, and even that's why Vernon said, like, he's willing to do anything. He was like, I don't give a crap. And the way he talks to all of them, he's like, I got you. Because the difference is he knows he's dirty. Does it make sense? So you can't touch him. He's not afraid of anything. Do you know what I mean? And if so. he's going to go down, he'll be like, what? I did it. So what? Like, you know what I mean? And I think that hopefully... <laughs> Obviously, we see that the president wakes up. However, there was a moment when basically he said something like, oh, plausible deniability, that even Sally looked like, wait a minute. Do you know what I mean? Like she started to make the connections. Now, to me, regardless of how she's acted up until this point, the fact that potentially Hollis killed the president of the United States of America, that needs to unnerve you. Right. That this man now you you basically got in bed with him because he's fed you information. He's now in your office, as well as the fact that so when you potentially are no longer necessary, is he going to try to kill you? Yep. He's going to pick her so off. So I definitely thought there was a moment when she she had a moment of 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 knowledge of how devious he is, especially as it relates to Fitz.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Um, after that.
4: Cocaine girl.
1: Yeah. Well, before that, James. Yeah. James went to see the baby his baby um, and he holds her and Huck in the next scene is scanning the area outside because Becky is on the move because she knows the POTUS is on the move to Camp David apparently um, so Huck's scanning the area and then Olivia comes up to Huck and she gets in the motorcade route and then um, it was really touching because Huck said to her I won't let you down this time but he didn't he I also promise. didn't he also
4: give her the post-it with the number
2: she, no, yeah, she, she gave, gave it to it him. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And he said, I can't call that number because if she gets a call from anybody other than Hollis, then she's going to know something's up. Mm-hmm. Huck's. I mean, Huck's smart. He's, that's his job. So he knew not to call, but we'll talk about it in a minute when he did call. Um, so then right after that, Olivia goes back inside. And this is when I started to tear up because Olivia went in there and she laid on Fitz's chest. Just right there next to him. And there was a moment, like, there was nobody else in the room. It was just her and Fitz, just like old times. And it was just a sad moment because, like I said earlier, because of what Melly did is as if she tugged in her heartstrings because if he didn't wake up, you had that one glimmer of hope that he was. Because if you think about it, if he was shot three times, shot three times, and automatically in your head, she's playing, playing the funeral and everything, automatically in your head you're saying, okay, I'm going to prepare myself for the worst. Then you get a call saying that he's woken up get to the hospital you see he's not woken up to go through that again and have to prepare yourself again that he may not wake up i don't that's just i feel like that would be even worse than the first time because you had that
4: little bit of hope and maybe that's why she asked well how are you holding up because maybe she knew like okay i did you wrong for you that's know. true Melly probably felt guilty i didn't even think about that yeah as she should can we just say really quickly um uh when when james was holding the baby, mm-hmm. you know, everybody had been tweeting because there was, the, uh, here in LA, it was announced that, you know, that they were casting for for, um, for African American and mixed babies. Mm-hmm. And so everyone was thinking, okay, well, is Olivia going to, you know, be um, something in regards to like a living fits? And mm-hmm. well, I think that was it. We saw the <laughs> black baby. That's probably what they were casting for. Yeah. Mystery solved. Yeah. Um, so after that, we... Also,
3: sorry, sorry, sorry. I was... In my own zone. Um, Also, and this is going to be a little bit of a stretch, I think that Fitz is still in danger. Becky, for all intents and purposes, as we know it, is Huck's equal. So, we actually don't know if Huck can stop her. Right. Right? So, I think that it was a symbolic gesture. Like, Liv is going to die with her man if she has to. Like she was getting in the bed and like she was protecting him and whatever was going to happen, it was going to happen to them together. So I think it was also a symbolic, like a protection as well as like a, a reunification that again, they're in this together mm-hmm. back to the previous episode.
1: Um, and I love it because it goes back because it was so sad in last episode when she was sitting on the sofa with, uh, Siren. she says, I may not even get to say goodbye. Um, so it's nice to see her get in there and be with her man. Um, but Becky's on the roof, and she's ready to shoot the president, and I love this scene because when she's she gets distracted, cause, well, not distracted, she's so focused on shooting, mm-hmm. she gets a call. And, you know, in that particular situation, the only person that would be calling, according to her at that time, right then when she's about to shoot the president, is Hollis. So she just picks it up without looking, and then it's, hi, and you hear, hi, Becky, and it's Huck right behind her and on the phone. She hears the double, and then that's when she freaks out. But what I don't like is it kind of goes to what, Cyrus was doing the James with the baby when she gets caught, and then everybody comes up. Then she wants to reveal that her real name is
4: Kate.
3: Yeah, but let let I we, agree, we but ba- let's back, back up. up. We yeah, gotta yeah. back up. Go because, ahead <laughs>
4: because once she turned around and she realizes that, that it's Huck, she says, "Okay, so you're gonna put four bullets into my head." He says, "No, I'm gonna put five. One for the dog that she did when she that she killed the dog. I thought that was I thought that was a, a great scene, but what I thought was sloppy is." You have the president of the United States mm-hmm. at the hospital. Mm-hmm. This cocaine building. girl, she's on top of the building. Right next door. Right next door.
2: Nobody up there, nothing.
4: And I, I, that was unreal to me because if a president is ever in the hospital, you can't... I
3: completely agree with you until the, f- the end of the scene. Right. Right? So, they obviously, that's it why she se- gave him yeah. the route. Because, she, they basically, they... They allowed basically Huck to figure out where would be the best placement be. And so we're going to obviously leave that open to let her
2: go up there. But they were obviously right there staking yeah, set her set out. Because so, I yeah. thought the same thing. But mm-hmm. they, they it's just funny
1: all thought it I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs>
2: because yeah. even him driving down the street, if you've ever seen the, real, the president's real motorcade, it's like a mile-long worth of cars. It's him. It's minivans. It's SUVs. There's, a chop- there's choppers up in the air. There's rental cars full of people <laughs> with shotguns. There's a mile-long worth of cars. But that's, right right. but that's why she's right at the hospital. That's why she's right at the hospital, because I thought that, too. I
3: was like, oh, you can't. But the fact that she's right there, that's literally, she's going to get him as he's coming out. Yeah. So unless they had him flanked, no.
1: right yeah. there. Yeah. Well, when they finally got the shooter... Mm-hmm. then you know sally wants to get on tv and oh, she's no,
3: no, now you can say your thing no, about the but, name sorry oh the name oh sorry name. i forgot
1: the name so she says oh by the way my name is kate bitch you know what <laughs> i'm sorry but we don't care what your name is i, I, I get what she's doing because she's still trying to say like you know huck give me a chance like you're me i'm you we're one and the same i'm giving you a little bit of information but then huck pulled it back on her and he was like what did he say? The same thing that... She said, what's
2: your name? He said, it doesn't matter.
1: Right. The same thing that they were saying after they had that weird freaky sex scene in the last episode. Um, and point blank, she realized that... I mean, I kind of... It's weird. Because for a minute, I kind of felt sorry for her. Because when I looked at her, it, it was like that she really did have something with Huck. And she was trying to feel something. And when she said that name, it was kind of like... What did I do? Like, my name's Kate, like this was a good guy, but at the same time Too
4: late. I
2: saw it opposite. I saw it as she knew Huck was vulnerable, and, she's and just she' just trying to played play into him it. before she and it she again. knew she had the ability to play <clears throat> him. So when she said, "My name is Kate, I think because she is so skilled." At being this vindictive, this person, when she said that she was hoping that it was going to plug at his heartstrings one more time and that he was going to jump back on her side and try to protect her. She was going to let Huck die because she shot the president. She didn't care when he was getting waterboarded.
4: Yeah. So she played him like, no, she thought. Sorry. Yeah. Before she played him like a deck of cards and she thought that if she do the whole, what my name is. Please, See and
3: I think it was kind of similar to the whole Charlie situation. I think it was again it was it, the dialogue was necessary to show the balance of power, mm-hmm. right? Because she she had basically been like I'm I'm the better spy, right? So that's why she was like oh whatever whatever and he was like oh what's your name? You know what I mean? It's it's I actually what I want to talk about, I have to talk about offline cuz this is actually some grown-up stuff. So Okay. Yeah.
1: We'll get to it. Yeah. Um, Sorry. So uh, next, they busted Becky, and then Sally Langston goes public, and she reveals who the shooter is. And, you know, like um, Verna said, if the president didn't wake up, even though America thinks that the president woke up, if the president didn't wake up and they find out that the president is still in the coma on stuff, then technically this would be her Osama bin Laden because they found out who the alleged shooter was. So just in case that he didn't wake up, this would be the moment where she found the shooter. This is something she can stake her claim. And she also threw in her Bible verse, Psalm of 27. Which, uh, I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. 27 it's,
3: or 23?
1: She said Psalm 27. Yeah, I think she said 27. Uh,
3: but... Uh, then obviously, I have my verses messed up guard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I get what she's doing. I'm not asking her to change because according to how the public views her, she... Is a Bible thumping Republican, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I just don't like her. Okay, so
3: okay, okay, okay. I'm I, I got it for the sake of devil's advocacy to play to play devil's advocate. You can quote something and not walk the line,
0: mm-hmm.
3: but still know that it's right, right. So you can still have a code of conduct, a set of rules, whether or not you call it the Constitution, whether or not you call it the Bible, the, the Quran, the Torah, whatever, the the body that you think is the highest, right? And you, as a normal human being, may not always be able to walk it. Doesn't mean that you still don't cite it as a higher power to keep us in order. Just.
2: no, I okay.
1: get you. I get you. I'm, I'm with you. Um, <laughs> so after that, it was another great scene Um, we hear a knock on the door and Olivia Pope and associates and somebody in the room said it's Huck and then they opened the door and it was somebody bringing in Huck and they said I'm going to release him to your custody and then he sat down eats his Chinese start eating his Chinese just like he's home and he was home Um,
3: no but also too (coughs) Quinn says welcome Welcome back yeah no welcome home home. welcome home he did
1: say welcome yeah yeah and I think that's good for Quinn because Quinn has been so hard on him, mm-hmm. she's kind of like okay let me let me bring it back at least so I thought, but we'll see <laughs> Quinn is still yeah. Quinn's still on her agenda um Melly went to visit Sally at Sally's request, and um she informs her
4: or Melly you know' it's having her normal chatter it was it well, actually it was really banter because. You know, oh, I see you changed some things around. Oh, you know, I had to get rid of that thing, with uh, the fits, and she was like, oh, well, you know, um, it was a gift from George Bush Sr. So they were they were kind of catty toward each other in the very and beginning. and the,
3: the beginning. She addresses her as Acting President Langston. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> just the subtle things like that. Yeah. Um, and then when they sat down. Sally, I just can't stand her. She went to the... I mean, I understand what she's doing, but she went to the details and the extent of having a graphitologist analyze... But can—but do you blame her? No. No, I don't blame her at all. I don't blame her at all, but... Go ahead. I just really didn't have thought to do that.
4: You know, and, and it all makes sense. Um, she knew that they were up to something, and by any means necessary, you have to remember, she wants to be president. Although, the way she's going about it is wrong, because, again... She's not going to be liked very well if if it's all revealed what happens. But her job is to be the president. So by any means, she wants... Him to go and die and do what he do whatever he needs to do so that she can continue being president. And I just thought that was very interesting how she called Millie out. And and for someone who writes with both their left and right hand, as she's describing that, I was like, wait a minute, I do write. I do write my T's different from my left to my right hand. And I was like, wow, that is really interesting. So for me, I have to give her props. She's a bitch, but yeah, you have to give her character props for what she did. She's trying to she's trying to keep her legacy, her little five minute legacy. She's trying to keep it. As the first woman president, and
3: I'm gonna regret this, but I hope that Melly, I f- hope Melly comes back swinging.
4: Yeah, cause like literally, don't
3: that, push her in a corner like that. Now you think you have something on Melly? No, st- like I'm not trying to be funny. I hope Melly has that baby and is the normal Melly that I I want her to be.
1: Because even Melly's face right after she was just like, Re- like really, you. <laughs> but she kept a good poker face. So. She did. Yeah. She did, because the a G.
3: And basically was like, um, he has a problem with his motor skills. Hello. Right. He just got yeah. woke up out of a coma. <laughs> like, And there's
1: an exception to everything, just because, you know. So anyway, um, right after that, Cyrus tells James that there is no miracle. He basically lays it all out on the line. And then James says, you know. Especially since he's seen the baby now. He's no longer a reporter. And then Cyrus says, I'm no longer the chief of staff. But then he said, uh, you know, let's go get the baby. And right then he gets a call. He gets the call. We go to Quinn. And Quinn, you know, I thought she was going to be done with the situation. But no, Quinn is persistent. She is so persistent. Uh, Olivia's sitting there on the sofa.
4: As she should.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah, she should be persistent, but she's finally connected the dots. And this time, (laughs) this time I felt it was a little bit appropriate. She was saying, well, no, it wasn't. She said, why haven't you gone to Hollis with the information that you know? Why haven't you gone to the FBI, sorry, with the information you know about Hollis? And obviously, we know if Olivia goes to the FBI about that, then they can potentially find out about defiance. And it will all be connected back and everybody would just go down.
4: But also think about it. All what Huck has been through and then Huck is back. That was the perfect opportunity for Quinn to potentially get some answers from Olivia. It was. Yeah,
2: it's true. But going on another note for Quinn. Yes, she did her dirt and she finally found out some information, but she didn't find out enough because now that she knows this and she, if she lets it be known outside of that room, Hollis is going to kill her. Mm-hmm. She's dead. He has no problem <laughs> killing people. So she's like, why don't? Why aren't you gonna say that? You know, then you know because you're gonna die, ma'am. Right. Like, which it I goes back it, to what? And I get it that you want to know, but she didn't research enough to find out who Hollis really is and how dirty he is.
1: It goes back to what Sophia says, which he's right now the villain of the season. They need to kill him.
3: Yes. But it's too late. It's too late now. But it's too late. They should and that's have killed a problem. him. They they
1: because there's no way out. The way out was to kill him. If he goes down, they go down like Yeah. Okay,
4: so then after that, Olivia gets a call from Cyrus right as she's getting ready to give Quinn the, all the answers potentially that she and wants, Olivia, she's she's like, says, "Okay, let's talk." Right, and she's like, "Let's talk." Like, "Let's talk. I'm ready." And she gets the call
1: and then she goes to the hospital. Oh, no, no she didn't no, go to the no, hospital. No. Sorry. I'm, I'm thinking ahead of time, ready to see the reunion. She, she gets the call. And someone Cyrus. wants to talk to you, is yeah. what Cyrus said. Mm-hmm. And he
4: said, Hi. And her face just lit up. And she said,
2: Hi. Which means he didn't even call Melly because Cyrus was there. Cyrus got the call at home. So the amount of time that it took Cyrus to put his suit jacket back on, get, <laughs> drive to the hospital, and be at Fitz's bedside he could have called melly and she could have been there at the same time he didn't even call her he called olivia first
4: yeah because melly obviously was nowhere in the room yeah no but olivia is yeah. the love of his life as cyrus has said too so but it makes sense that when he that when he wakes up he wants to talk to Olivia. Right. No,
3: I'm actually very glad about that because I had actually been talking on Twitter that I actually thought that Shonda was going to do something very not nice. And I thought that Fitz wasn't going to remember her. Right. And that Fitz was probably going to remember some alternative universe where Melly's his wife and Melly's <coughs> the love of his life, that he would have meshed the two individuals into one. And it would have been Melly. Which even well, in the I'm previews,
1: actually- when they started showing the previews, I thought it was going to lead to that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, we'll technically, see. we don't even know yet, so we'll see. But um, now we're going to go into news and gossip.
0: After Buzz TV News. Does
1: anybody have any, any news?
3: Well, I don't have any news, but I just um, I will admit that I have not seen uh, Django Unchained. However, as a fashionista, I have been watching Miss Carrie Washington do the red carpet in Paris and Berlin in the UK. And she has just been fab, 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 fabulous. So she is a Miss Fashionista as always. I love it both as her character Olivia Pope and as Kerry Washington, the
4: actor. And oh, I, I did tweet her and tell her good job, and she did tweet me back and say thanks, ma'am. Okay, Aww, okay,
1: ma'am. I see you. Ma'am. I see you. You know. Um, and also, I don't since we haven't been here since last week or the last three weeks, actually. Um, there is some news we told you on episode eight that there was a series high and a season high. Um, And it happened again the very next week for Blown Away. It was another series high and season high. So just bravo to uh, Scandal for boosting those numbers up. Um, I I totally
4: think it's going to go up again. Yeah.
3: Oh, speaking of ratings, um, I think it was on Twitter. It's uh, KCON Group. She sent me a really amazing article that I think that starting fall of 2013, Nielsen Readings, which are basically the, 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 the organization that keeps ratings in the United States of America for television, mm-hmm. they're now going to start utilizing Twitter For ratings, because Mm. what they're realizing is that the numbers aren't matching up. So, for instance, let's say for instance, Scandal is is um, getting like the ratings are seven million viewers, but let's say on Twitter there are more than let's say ten million plus people talking about it on Twitter, on Facebook, and other. Platforms of social media. So they're realizing that they need to utilize that for the overall rating. So again, gladiators on Twitter or on any social media, mm-hmm. Facebook, so forth and so on, keep tweeting about the show, keep using the hashtags. That is now going to be part of the new rating system.
4: And in all honesty, it actually does make sense for someone who actually was a member of the, the Nielsen's ratings. It's very it's very old school, and just the way that they have it set up in the house is just not really realistic.
1: And um, just quickly before we go into our, um, our shout outs, I saw, as a spoiler, kind of, um, before when I logged on. No, no, no. Okay. Before I watched this episode, okay. I saw the spoiler. Um, the It said that trending worldwide was Hi Becky, which I love. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so I was like, oh. So I, I kind of know what's going to happen. That's why I don't like getting on Twitter or Facebook before the show. But now our lovely Sophia Stanley is going to do the shout-outs for the day.
3: All right, so again, gladiators, as always, we love you guys. We love your participation on iTunes, on Twitter, on YouTube. So we are gonna do the shout-outs. And just for those of you who haven't gotten a shout-out in a while, we have so many <laughs> gladiators all over the world. We have not repeated yet. So these are only new shoutouts. I'm gonna start out with iTunes. We have Mon155, Rashana 95, Coco Pom Pom, Rebecca Allen, MMELGNACE, Me LGN Ace, AMB, Lawrence, Miss Dwana, Mario DeMeo, for Twitter, we have All Day Tammy, Bodacious 02 Camille Laysin, E. Scott McDougal, Grown Sexy Mama. It's Colleen, it's Kristen Nicole, JBlue829, Jennifer Denoia, Juliet Glennon, Katie Jeff Cote, La Amateur Autore, Miss A.K. Weigan, Miss Amorist, MTL, Love5180, Nelly Girl, Twit and Jackie, Riding the Wrong, Yari 1565, and Yaz Mag. For YouTube, we have NJA Truth, H Davison, Alexia Best, Buzola Tewu, Chanel Nadina, Charlotte V6, Sensitive One, Duchess Naomi 90, Fatima Siad, Flashing Light 2, Girl Bay 1232, Ileana Jerk 29, Karen James, Kid McLean, K Tugs 88, Kyle Burrell, Lissy 310, Love is 134, M- Milen Da H12, My Only Enemy 121, Miss Arlene, Miss Suzuki, Robin Bailey, Sharon Hicks, Shav Linder, Shelly 29, Full, Skywalker 27, SP Will 73, Team Michelle, Bowden, this one is stupid. Is that what it says? This yep. one is stupid. <laughs> the GA stud or the Georgia stud. T Miss 2 C K S. So that is our Twitter for our Twitter shout outs, our iTunes shoutouts, and our YouTube shoutouts for today. And Glenn, again, gladiators. We really, really love and appreciate you. So again, on iTunes, subscribe, rate, comment, tell a friend on Twitter. Continue the conversation. And on YouTube, continue the conversation. As well, thank you. We love you very much, Gladiators.
1: And uh, just real quick, somebody wanted me to tweet the uh, Bill Cosby Edison picture. I will tweet that later when we leave the studio.
3: <laughs> and I think it's like Sabia on <laughs> Yeah, Twitter, but uh, anyway, seriously,
1: yeah. Uh, we were just laughing <laughs> over here. For um, so now, let's go into predictions. <laughs>
0: and now you're after Buzz TV predictions.
1: Um, it's more of a hope. I hope that Hollis dies. <laughs>
2: That is hilarious. (laughs) I think if whoever is behind this, Becky is not alone. So even if it's not Hollis, Fitz is still in danger, just like Huck said. And the question now is, who is, like, what's going to happen now? Because Becky isn't the only assassin in Washington, D.C. You can call up another and get another one to try to shoot him. It wasn't difficult for them to try to do it in the first place. Right. So... It could probably happen again. Probably, hopefully not, but I'm just throwing it out there. Go
3: ahead. Mine are more questions rather than predictions. So, and I can't remember. Were there five shots or were there four shots? There were five. five. Five?
2: Five, right? Weren't there five shots, yeah. right? Because
4: there was, two, there was two to him and then two to... Uh,
2: four shots from that gun, uh, one from a different yeah. one. Right. We so, heard five, though. Right? Yeah, so,
3: again, there still can be another shooter. hmm that, so, so, again, it's not a prediction. It's more like a, hey, remember, you guys, there could still be another shooter because the shot to the press secretary, that was a direct shot. We still right. said that there's two lines. So that's just a question. How, just jumping on your bandwagon, I actually don't want him to die. I need him to <laughs> suffer. So I need something more Huck-esque. Um, and my only concern with the previews for next week is I think they played their card wrong. Simply because he woke up, and simply because he could have signed some fake letter, doesn't mean he should jump into the presidency right away. Again, the man was shot in the head, so I think that I think they they misstepped, and I don't care if he's saying he's ready. Uh, so something's going to go wrong.
4: All right, something's going to go wrong. Uh, just a couple of things. Um, going back to Sally when she read page four, uh, five or page five and six or four and five, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if something's going to come out of that, and if she—if if she's involved, and she see her name in, uh, in in what she was reading uh, with Fitz? Uh, it's gonna, something's going to happen in regards to him basically coming back, and. There's something's not going to be right with his health. And, and obviously, like, he looked like he was getting ready to stumble or something. But what I'm looking forward to is I'm I'm ready for them to go back to the rigging of the election, because that has taken a backseat for the for the past, maybe two episodes. But that that has to come back to light. And I still think that they're going to kill James. I think he's dead. I think they're going to kill James. And because he's not going to let this go, he are, he mentioned it with David. And so now that Huck is, now that David's job is done and Huck is free, now that gives the opportunity for James to get back into David and figure out, you know, now you need to get back to your job and we need to do this. Although he's watching that baby, he's going to be holding the baby, he's going to be holding that bottle, and he's going to be on that cell phone talking to David. Trying you to just
1: made out- a good point, though, right before they said, let's go get the baby. Remember, Cyrus got the call. Cyrus is back the chief of staff, which Correct. means... Just like you're saying, James is going to go back to being the reporter he is. Mm -hmm. I don't. Do you think the baby's still coming? Are they still going to get the baby?
2: I don't know.
4: I I believe so. I think he's going to multitask. He's going to hold that baby with the bottle in one hand, and he's going to be like this with the cell phone, and he's going to be on conversation with David trying to figure out what's going on with rigging the election. Well, we will see. Uh, Where can we find you guys?
3: Um on Twitter
2: at Sophia Stanley.
4: You can find me on um, Twitter, Bam Erickson.
2: <laughs> and I'm on Twitter at Cornelia.
1: And Twitter at Emilio E. Jr. and ChasingLA.com. Guys, we love, love, love doing this every single Thursday, and we're so, so, so happy to be back. It was uh, ugh, God, we missed it so much. Had to get back into the groove of things at the beginning, but it feels so good to be back, and we really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening every single week. Tell a friend, keep listening, and um, we'll see you guys next week.